Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the March 2nd edition of The Court Report on the Nahum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report, brought to you by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn, comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Every week we will take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League related, including scores, standings, and interesting topics covering all of your Yeshiva sports needs. If it interests you, it'll be here, because this show is all about you. Had a game this week? Let us know. Friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or, like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S Wiseguy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. Or email me at Elliot at NahumSiegel.com. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you once again to our sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. If you've won an MYHSAL championship over the last 10 years, you already know about the great job that they do, so please contact Mike and his amazing staff at Crown Trophy of Brooklyn for all of your trophy and plaque needs. They can be reached at 718-769-4111. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, assistant coach of the Yeshiva Flatbush Falcons JV and varsity hockey teams and co-coach of the Yeshiva Hartora Junior High Hockey Team. But most of all, like you, I am a Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids each and every week with you live from the press box at the NSN Arena in the heart of Brooklyn. Things are a little calm now, uh, as opposed to last week, and we're going to break down everything that happened over the last week. Welcome to March Madness, guys. We are one week, that's seven days away from the 2013 and 2014 JV and Varsity Basketball Championships. We have our final four set for both leagues, and we're going to go into detail about the semifinal matchups and who might ultimately walk away with the title. JV Hockey's final four is now complete, and Varsity Hockey is almost there as they await one late comment of the party tomorrow night. We'll also update you on the latest girls basketball news and some Sarachek news as well. Before we begin, I want to dedicate this broadcast to my father, Marty. This past Thursday night and uh, Friday was the 8th anniversary on the Hebrew calendar since his passing, his yurtzeit. As treasurer of Yeshiva Derech HaTorah Elementary School in Brooklyn, New York, for nearly 17 years, my father's dedication to Jewish youth spurred my desire to follow suit. So, in effect, I owe all of this to him. I'd also like to thank Aaron Schlagbaum, Shmuley Stern, and the Frisch Cougars varsity hockey team, as well as the Flappage Falcons varsity hockey team and head coach Dan LaFell, for ensuring that I had a minion on Thursday night before our playoff game. I've known the majority of those boys for a long time, and the fact that they were willing to put aside time generally dedicated to preparing for a playoff game to help me, it meant more to me than words can really express. So we're going to start there. West number 2 seed Frisch hosted East number 3 seed Flatbush on Thursday night. The game, the first rematch of a regular season crossover game in the playoffs for the 2013-2014 season, became easily the most intriguing story due to Flatbush's upset of the Cougars in Paramus back in November. The win sparked a resurgence in Flatbush's season, which was headed south rather quickly at the time, pulling in a huge victory over division champion contender. For Frisch, it may have been the loss that mattered most of the three that they took this season, and the Cougars came in determined not to be embarrassed on their home floor again. The game started out in very similar fashion to the regular season battle. Frisch controlled the early goings, with Stephen S's turning back the Cougars from the majority. Much like the previous meeting, Frisch would put a marker on the board late in the first and take a lead into the break when Odi Haramati took a feed from Mikey Rubin and moved up the wing, ripping a shot from the faceoff circle with 3.09 left in the period. In the second, Flapper struck back, 8.05 left in the period. Junior Ben Belinsky put the Falcons on the board, sending a cross pass through the middle that hit a Frisch defender and bounced past goalie Alex Kirschenbaum into the net to tie the game at 1. Late in the second, John O. Weichschnow put Frisch back in front off of the feed from Rafi Sullivan 
and with two minutes to go, it looked as if the Cougars would take another one-goal lead into their break. However, a minute later, Flockwood soon saw Sasson took a shot from the point that deflected off a stick and bounced over a sprawled-out Kirschenbaum and into the net to tie the game. Third period, 8.34 remaining, an opportunity for Flatbush as Weichner was sent to the box on a tripping call, and the Falcons went to work on the power play, or tried to at least. The Google kill was extremely effective, limiting the Falcons to two shots on net during the man advantage, and the momentum found itself squarely with the home team, and it would be crucial. A minute later, Frisch controlling in the Flatbush zone, Flatbush defender tried to send the ball behind his own net, but the pass hit the net, bouncing right to an open Odi Haramadi, who with all the time in the world, picked out his spot and put it home for the lead. Flatbush attempted a comeback, but a penalty with a minute remaining put down any hope, and the Cougars emerged victorious 3-2. Frisch will now await the win of tomorrow night's DRS-Ramaz matchup. Should DRS win, the two would meet in DRS next week for the first time this year, but these two teams have history. Uh, they have met in the JV quarterfinals each of the last two years. Two years ago, DRS handily defeated the Cougars 4-1, while last year's DRS overtime victory was mired in controversy after a questionable penalty call led to the game winner. The teams look a bit different, but the sentiment remains the same. If Ramaz wins, though, Frisch would host the Rams in the semis. Uh, Frisch took both meetings with the Rams this year, including a 4-1 victory at home in early January. The other side of the semi-bracket is already set, as TABC will do battle with Hafter after their victories this week. TABC, the top seed in the West, squared off with the East number 5 seed North Shore on Tuesday. Norshire earned their first quarterfinal berth ever with their win over Rambam last week. The game was set to be an interesting one following the somewhat controversial finish between the two in varsity basketball the night before, which we'll get to later on in the show. The Storm controlled the play from the start but could not break through in the first as Norshore's collapsing defense kept the play out of the middle and giving goalie Harper Berman some breathing room. Second period, though, TABC strategic adjustments paid off and the defense found Pater. 9-1 remaining in the first, Shimon Cohen takes a full-court slap shot that finds its way underneath Furman for Cohen, a senior's first career goal. A minute later, the Storm would increase their lead when Arie Berman put home a shot from the point off of a Shmuel Levy pass for the two-goal cushion. And the Storm were not done, though. A minute remaining in the third, Alex Malik puts a backhander on net that almost hits home, but is sent into the corner where Shmuel Levy took control, sent him back up to Malik at the point, who ripped the shot for, for the far post for Levy's second assist and a 3-0 lead. In the third, the Storm would complete the 4-0 victory on Shimon Cohen's second goal of the night and career, this time off of the feed from Yosef Naor. Craig Klein recorded the shutout for the Storm. So the Storm will now host Hafter, fresh off the Hawks' 6 nothing victory over Kushner on Thursday night. Hafter received contributions from Ari Barretts, who scored twice, Adam Schreiber, Sammy Davidman, and Steven Zaslowski, who also scored two in the victory. Joe Kestenbaum recorded the shutout, so we will have our second rematch of a regular season meeting, just in a different venue. Back in December, the Hawks hosted the Storm on the island, walking away with a 4 nothing victory. This game will take place on March 10th at 8 p.m. Moving over to JV hockey, as I mentioned during the show last week, I spent Sunday night in Paramus taking in my second game of the day with East number 3 Hafter taking on West number 2 Frisch. The Cougars went 4-1 at home this season, with the one loss being the last regular season game against TABC. Frisch opened up the game controlling possession and outrunning the Hawks, but the Hafter defense held the fourth down. Late stages of the first, Hafter on the power play, Yehuda Segelnik puts one home to put up the visitors 1-0. Early second period, Jacob Silver evened the score for Frisch with a snipe past Ryan Gluck, and the Cougars were in business. Time winding down in the period, though, Hafter stalled momentum back when Jake Berger fired one home to take the 2-1 lead into the deciding period. 
early third. Frisch pounding the half to net. Aaron Abacassis receives a pass across the crease with Ryan Gluck way out of position and a wide open net in front of him. But Gluck reaches out and makes a save of the year. No exaggeration. But there's really no other way to describe it other than to note that the entire gym believed that a goal was a sure thing before Gluck made his play at the ball. The save seemed to take all the wind out of Frisch's sails, and a Zach Kramer goal with a minute to go sealed the deal and the 3-1 victory for Hafter, making it the second three-seed upset on the day. The final quarterfinal game was played the next night between the West 4-seed Kushner Cobras and the East top-seed Rambam Ravens. The winner would have a date in Hafter in the semi- uh, with, sorry, with Hafter in the semifinals after Hafter's win over Frisch. The Ravens, hosting their first playoff game since 2011 after winning the division for the first time since that same year, and Kushner playing in their first JV playoff game in school history. Scoreless game through the first and into the second until Daniel's hockey scored on a beautiful wraparound from behind the net to give the Ravens the lead. A few minutes later, Daniel Kerman added a goal that gave the Ravens a 2-0 lead on a shot from the corner that found its way just inside the far post past Kushner goalie Jack Rees. Third period, Harry Cannon with the ball behind the net finds a wide-open Avi Orlau at the foul line who slams it home for the 3-0 lead. Midway through the third, Kerman would put home a second one as well. Kushner would get onto the board shortly thereafter on a Jonathan Malik goal from in front of the net to make it 4-1, but a Harry Tannen tally in the closing minutes stretched the lead back out to 4 and the 5-1 final. So Rambam will now take on Hafter yet again. These two faced in the 2011 JV semifinal game in Rambam, as well as the 2008 semifinal game in Hafter in JV. Both home teams won their respective games. Uh, this season, the Ravens took both meetings with the Hawks. The first game in Rambam 6-1, and the second in Hafter 4-2. The disparity in the results is incredibly significant, given that the game in Rambam, Hafter was without Sigelnik, whom they had available for the game in Hafter, in which they held the Ravens down for two periods before allowing four straight Raven goals to complete their comeback. With the game being in Rambam on a smaller court, Sigelnik's presence allowing Berger to play offense, where Rambam had very little answer for him in the second game, could be extremely significant. This game is tentatively scheduled for Wednesday night at 7.30. In the other bracket, TABC and SAR will match up, also on Wednesday night. The Storm and Sting have an interesting series this season. Uh, the two split their regular season meetings, with SAR taking the initial contest in SAR 3-2 in November, in a contest where TABC was missing three offensemen due to injuries or unavailability. That loss would serve as TABC's only blemish on the regular season. In the return game in TABC, the Storm manhandled the Sting 6-0. TABC is fighting to keep their hopes at a sixth straight JV championship alive. Uh, the streak would extend the current JV record for consecutive championships and would match the streak sent by MTA Varsity Hockey from 1990 to 1995 as the longest in Yeshiva League history for boys, hockey, or basketball of either age group. So let's move over to the hockey rankings. Here is the top five. Uh, both actually say the same from last week as every matchup seemed to have gone as scheduled. In Varsity, TABC stays at one. DRS at 2, Hafter at 3, Frisch at 4, and Kushner at 5 despite their loss. JV rankings, TABC at 1, Rambam at 2, Hafter at 3 after they win over Frisch who stays at 4, and SAR at the 5 spot. You can find the full varsity and JV rankings as well as the junior high hockey rankings on our Facebook page and on the Jewish Hoops America Hockey Forum. Once again, you're listening to The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network. I am your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League sports. And let's move over to the basketball court and take a look at basketball action for the past week. 
We'll start off with varsity basketball. All four quarterfinal games took place this week, but none will be remembered more than the game that occurred on Monday. Um, in hockey, I mentioned the controversial finish between West number four TABC and East number one North Shore, which we'll get to in a minute. But first, you need to hear about the game itself that led up to the huge finish. As Nachum and I led off the sports report last Tuesday, with after a three to begin the second half of play, North Shore led the game 22 to six. Yes, you heard me right, 22 to six. The Storm could not find the basket early on as the Stars were hitting from everywhere, it seemed. Coming out of the break, North Shore was able to increase its lead to 21, holding a score at 32-11 following an Avery Lubin 3, with about three uh, with about three minutes to go in the third. From there, things got very interesting. Dan Paleoff knocked down a 3 for the Storm. Then Alex Hurt hit from beyond the arc, and Moshe Brum added a deuce to end the third, and the lead was 32-19. to Paleoff started the fourth, hitting off with another 3, and the lead was now down to 10. Michael Zabrowski entered back with a lay-in for the Stars, and with 6.30 left in the game, the difference was now back at 12. But we wouldn't be going through this unless something special happened, and boy did it ever. The next two minutes belonged to TABC big man Yeshua Zerman. Quiet all game, the senior center chose a great time to wake up and make his mark on the game. On the ensuing possession, Zerman drove the lane, took the contact, and laid it in. Zerman would miss the foul shot, and the score stood up 34-24. Next to ABC possession, Zerman grabs an Alex Hurt rebound and sends it back out to Hurt, uh, takes a return pass, and laid it in, and the Stars' lead was cut to eight. Following a TABC timeout, Zerman registered a monster block on North Shore junior Cody Cohen down low. Next to ABC possession, Zerman controlling the ball, drives down the lane, and again draws contact. This time he connected on one of two, cutting the lead to seven. North Shore could not connect again, and Moshe Brum cut the lead to five. Again, North Shore could not connect, and this time Hurt drilled a three with an assist from Zerman, and TABC was now down only 34-32, with 128 remaining. On the ensuing North Shore possession, Solo Shulman steals the ball, which finds its way to Zerman, who again drives the lane and draws contact. This time, Zerman would hit both, and with 103 remaining, a game that had a 21-point differential only 10 minutes earlier was now tied. Following a timeout, North Shore looked to hold for a final shot. Stars passed the ball around the top of the zone, found its way to Lubin, who looked to drive to the basket. Shulman, recognizing that TABC had a foul to give, made contact with Lubin as he started the drive, with Lubin throwing up a wild attempt. However, the Reds called a shooting foul, setting off an uproar from TABC, who believed that the contact had occurred well before the shot, but to no avail. Lubin would go to the line, hit the first, and miss the second as the clock would run out on TABC and what would have been a magical comeback against a top-ranked team in the nation. Top scores for t- for uh, excuse me top sh- scores for North Shore this game. Cody Cohen and Avery Lubin both had 10 for North Shore. Shua Zerman had 14 for the Storm. The Stars will now take on West Seed number two Heschel, who defeated Flatbush 50 to 38 on Wednesday night, winning their first playoff game in five years. Game tied after 111, but the Heat opened up an eight-point lead at the half, 25-17, holding Flatbush to just six in the second quarter. The Falcons did get to within one in the third, but a big three by senior point guard Zach Spira pushed the lead back up to four, and the Heat would extend their lead out to eight after three. The Falcons never got closer than six in the fourth, with the lead ballooning out to 12 in the closing minutes. Heschel 6-2 senior center Jack Gindy corralled 15 rebounds and led the team with 16 points. Nathan Spira finished with seven, as did seniors Kevin Gindy and Kenny Storch. Joey Dayan finished with 10, and Nathan Hadid had nine for Flatbush, half their team's total points. The Heat traveled to North Shore on Tuesday, March 4th at 8.15 for a semifinal matchup. The two did not face in the regular season.
In the other half of the bracket, West number three SAR traveled to East number two Hafter. The two teams have a deep recent history, as the squads have faced in each of the last two postseasons uh, for these squads. Uh, last year in varsity and the year before in JV, with SAR walking away winning both. The latter of which was en route to an SAR JV championship. In the first quarter, Hafter jumped out to an early 12-4 lead, but SAR cut it to 14-8 before the break. SAR kept it close for most of the second quarter, but Alex Schoenfeld hit a big three-pointer for the Hawks before the half to stretch the lead to 11, 25-14. In the third quarter, the Sting's defense came alive, holding Hafter to two points in the first five minutes while cutting the lead to only seven, but Hafter woke up scoring two huge baskets to bring the lead back to 11 to start the final quarter of play. In the fourth, the Sting would not shake the Hawks, who entered every SAR bucket with one of their own, with each dropping 16 in the frame to make it 47-26 Hafter in their victory. Senior Josh Shenwick led the Sting with 11 points. Sammy Marcus added 9. Their victory means that Hafter will get a return date with Ramaz. The Rams dominated YDE 78-52. Jamie Capel and Daniel Berg dominated for the Rams, scoring 21-20 and 20 respectively. Stephen Beta led the Thunder in the loss with 19, and Toby Cohen added 13 for YDE. But the story now is Wednesday night, when Ramaz and Hafter meet up for the second time this year. In the first meeting between the two back in early December, the Hawks took down the then-undefeated Rams 60-43 in Ramaz, where the Rams were unable to contain the, the Hawks' outside game, including Ari Barrett. The game is set for Wednesday, March 5th at 8.45 p.m. The winner of both of these games will meet up next Sunday in YU's Max Stern Athletic Center at 3.30, following the JV Basketball Championship at 1 p.m. The address is 500 West 185th Street in Manhattan. Admission is $7 for everyone. No exceptions, affiliations, or relationships. Food is not allowed in the gymnasium. Let's go to the Jewish Hoops America Top 25 for this week. North Shore is still at number one nationally. Hafter at number three nationally. Ramaz in the fourth spot. Heschel at five. And TABC at ninth overall. Frisch, SAR, and Flatbush, all eliminated over the last week, sit at 12, 13, and 17 respectively, while Mag and David and DRS, eliminated the week before, round out the Ashiva League involvement in the top 25 at 23 and 24. You can catch the entire top 25 by going to jewishhoopsamerica.com. Now, for JV basketball, three of the four games took place on Tuesday this week, beginning with Brooklyn number 1 Flatbush taking on Long Island number 2 Hank. Flatbush opened up the game, scoring points on their first three possessions and never looked back, taking a 49-39 victory. Kevin Haddad led the Falcons with 14 points, including 8 for from, eight from 9 from the free-throw line on a night where the Falcons went 19 for 23 from the charity stripe. David Dayan had a monster night on defense for the Falcons, setting a personal best with 10 blocks. New Jersey number 1 Frisch also advanced after blowing out New York City number 2 Heschel, 76-37. Sophomore Andrew Langer had another major night against the Heat, dropping 28 points in three quarters of play. Frisch led from start to finish, outscoring Heschel 20-4 in the first quarter, and closed out the first half up 39-14, eclipsing what Heschel would score all night. Langer tallied eight straight points to open the third, which closed out on a 14-5 Frisch run. Mayor Charlotte dropped 10, recording nickels in both steals and assists. Isaac Leifer, Scott Levine, and John Seidel each added six points. New York City number one SAR and New Jersey number two TABC met up in a nail biter on Wednesday night. Uh, defense was on display through much of the first half, with the number two seed holding SAR to just two points in the first quarter alone. In the second, SAR woke up, but TABC still maintained a small lead headed into the halftime break. 
This thing started out the third uh, third strong, resting the lead away from the storm, and they two traded baskets with Ty Pompey Gersberg. If you don't know why I'm calling him that, you can check out his sensational YouTube uh, remake of uh, Bastille's Pompey, giving TABC a 23-22 lead heading into the final quarter of play. TABC would open up the fourth on a layup by Aaron Heidman, playing despite a thumb injury. Gersberg would add a free throw, opening up a four-point lead. Uh, Aton Hain closed the gap for SAR, uh, down to two with two free throws. Two of his eight points on the night. Thirty seconds later, the game was tied at 26, and we were in for a wild finish, just like the night before. Um, sorry, just like two nights before with the varsity. Three minutes passed with no scoring, though. Under a minute to go, Heidemann drove the lane and put the ball off the glass and in to give the Storm a two-point lead. Following an SAR timeout, Simon Kaufman was sent to the line for SAR. Kaufman hit two, and the Storm maintained a slim 28-27 lead. SAR, uh, choosing to foul, sent Mo Proctor to the line with 12 seconds uh, to go with with uh, the sting up, sorry, with the storm up one. However, free throws had been a problem for the storm all night long, only shooting around 50%, according to TABC TV announcers. And the issues continued as Proctor missed the fir- missed the only shot on the one and one. SAR got the rebound, then Ariel Smith went coast to coast, laying it up in traffic with 4.4 seconds to go to take a 29-28 SAR lead. The ABC would have one last opportunity, and the ball found its way into the hands of Gersberg, who put up a shot from half court that would not find the bottom of the net. Shuanat Orr was able to get the rebound, but time ran out, ending another TABC upset bid. And in the finals quarterfinal matchup on Tuesday, Long Island number one DRS took out Brooklyn number two YDE 54 to 38. So setting up the semifinals, we now have the four number one seeds advancing to the final four. The question would be, given that, how to determine the matchups. As we discussed last week here on the court report, oh, Flatbush and DRS had a coin flip. At stake, the winner would get a home game with SAR, the loser a visit to Frisch. The result, Flatbush won the toss, meaning that Frisch and DRS, the top two ranked teams for most of the year, would be doing battle in one semifinal, while SAR and Flatbush, the consensus third and fourth ranked teams, wound up in the other semifinal. Frisch and DRS will play Tuesday night in Frisch, while Flatbush and SAR will play on Wednesday night in Flatbush. The winners of both of these games will meet up next Sunday in Yeshiva University's Max Stern Athletic Center at 1. Just to repeat, the address is 500 West 185th Street in Manhattan. Again, admission is $7 for everyone, no exceptions. All right, now let's head over to the girls' basketball leagues and take a look at their playoff update. In girls' A, the three quarterfinal games played this week all went to West Division teams. West number one, Frisch, down Central 47-41. to West number two, Breweria dropped East number three, Flatbush 48-42. And West number three, SAR upset East number two, Hafter 42-26 in Hafter on Wednesday night. All of them joined East Division champion Ramaz in the semis. So the semifinals will look like this. East champion Ramaz will host West number two, Breweria, while West number one, Frisch, and West number three, SAR will meet for a third time this year. The last time the two played, SAR nearly walked away with an upset victory, losing only 50-49. to in JV, it's a mirror image of varsity. Ramaz, the East number one seed, knocked off Kushner 33 to 28 last Sunday, and will have three West teams in their way to the championship. The semifinal matchup will be with West number two Maya Note, while West number one and number three SAR and Frisch will square off in the other matchup. The finals for both will be next Wednesday, March 12th, in Hafter. The JV game will be played at 6:30, and the varsity at 8 p.m. 
In girls' B action, the championship is already set. The top two teams, Ruria and SKA, are still waiting for a time and place to hold their final showdown. Now for some tournament coverage. The annual Red Saracek tournament is coming up very, very soon. The dates for this year are Thursday, March 27th to Monday, March 31st. A highlight of the uh, Yeshiva University year, the annual Red Saracek tournament is the country's most prestigious tournament for Jewish high school basketball teams. Each year, hundreds of student athletes and their fans from schools across the U.S. and Canada gather at Yeshiva University for four days of top-level competition and community-wide celebration. The tournament will consist of 20 teams. Uh, spots will be allocated as follows. Yeshiva University High School, the tournament host, the school with the best tournament record over the past seven years, the top two teams in the Metropolitan Yeshiva High School League, two discretionary selections, and a balance of teams chosen by history. The tournament is divided into four tiers, each with its own champion. Over the first two days, the games are played in the Max Stern Athletic Center. The, uh, the later rounds are played in various locations, including SAR and TABC. Now to the teams that will be participating this year. The non-Yeshiva League teams that have been offered invitations this year are as follows. The Block Yeshiva High School from St. Louis, Cooper Yeshiva High School for Boys in Memphis, the Feeks Mizrahi School in Beachwood, Ohio, Hebrew High School of New England from West Hartford, Connecticut, the Hyman Brand Hebrew Academy from Overland Park, Kansas, Ida Crown Jewish Academy from Chicago, Illinois, Kohelet Yeshiva Hebrew High School from Marion Station, Pennsylvania, Maimonides School from Brooklyn, Massachusetts, the New Jew, New, New Community Jewish High School from West Hills, California, the Sheck Hillel Community School from North Miami Beach, Florida, Southern California Yeshiva High School from San Diego, Weinbaum from Boca Raton, Yavna of Dallas, Yeshiva Atlanta from Atlanta, Georgia, and Eula from Los Angeles, California. We will update you on the four teams from the Yeshiva League that are invited shortly. Hopefully over the next few weeks, I can work in a conversation with Daniel Gordon, another host on our prestigious network. Daniel Gordon hosts The Stun Show. Uh, Daniel Gordon is the president, uh, Richard M. Joel's uh, deputy chief of staff at Yeshiva University. And Daniel has had hands-on experience with the broadcasting that has gone on at the Sarachek tournament. So over the next few weeks, I hope to be able to work in an interview with him regarding the tournament. Because as I have found out over the last few years, nothing really happens at the Sarachek tournament without Daniel Gordon knowing about it. I mentioned last week that I'll be talking this week about the annual Martin Weiselberg Memorial Junior High Hockey Tournament. Back to the boys for a second. The A-team tournament. Uh, however, we're going to hold off on that for another week while we get dates and set, you know, set and cross all our T's and dot all our I's. But I will announce the first three teams invited to this year's event. The invitees will be the three division champions from the New York and New Jersey leagues. Uh, from New York, the West champion, host Yeshiva Hartora Hattricks. Uh, the East champion, the Hank Cavaliers, and from the New Jersey League, the first invitee will be the regular season champion, SAR Sting. For both Hank and Hartora, this will be the ninth straight tournament that they have been offered invites to. For SAR, this will be the first tournament that they are offered invites to since the second tournament back in 2006. We will announce more information, hopefully over the next few weeks, once we get the date set, and as we do so, we will announce more teams being invited. Speaking of junior high for one second, uh, the junior high jersey championship is set. Noam and SAR, Noam the number three seed, and SAR the number one seed in New Jersey, will take on each other on March 10th at 7.45 p.m. in Frisch in the jersey championship. In New York, both quarterfinal games will get underway this week. Mag and David will play in Flatbush on Wednesday night in the West semi, in the West quarterfinal, excuse me, and in the East quarterfinal 
Halb will travel to Westchester also on Wednesday night. Well, that about wraps up another court report. Uh, tune in next week when we hope to have all the highlights and information from the JV and Varsity Basketball Championships. We'll also hopefully recap the hockey semifinals and give you some information regarding their championships on the 23rd. If you missed any part of this episode, you can catch the Encore presentation this Tuesday night at 7 p.m. following the Book of Life by Charles Harari, or you can find the court report on iTunes or the Nakam Single Network app on iPod. Tomorrow morning, jaminthea.m.org with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. live on the stream, nachumsiegel.com, jaminthea.m.org, or on your radio, 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, 91.9 FM Rockland County. Before I leave you tonight, I want to thank you all for joining me. My thanks again to Crown Trophy of Brooklyn for their support. Again, if you need them, they can be reached at 718-769-4111. They're probably very busy these days because of the championships coming up over the next three weeks. But you know what? I guarantee if you call them, they'll be very happy to help you. Tell them that Elliot sent you. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on Jam in the AM at around 720 with the Tuesday morning Jam in the AM sports update. The fundraising marathon for Jam in the AM is still going on, so please, please contribute. Every little bit helps to allow us to keep bringing you the latest in Jewish entertainment and sports. To pledge, please call 1-800-989-9368. And once again, if you haven't visited the Court Report fan page on Facebook, please do so and click the like tab. Let's get that number up. Leaving you off with this week's words from the wise, my personal favorite quote, I live by it every day. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. See you next week right here on the Court Report, only on the Nachum Siegel Network.